this is your host, Vernon Terrell, with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. And this is Vernon Terrell, along with Kyle Jenkins. Hello, Kyle. Hey, Vernon. Well, you know, today we're going to talk about a topic that um, I think is near and dear to many hearts. And it was to pause when he wrote to uh, the folks in uh, Galatia. And he said in Galatians 5.1, he said, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. And I think that is an incredible statement. He didn't say it was for sinning that Christ set us free. Mm. He didn't say, hey, it is for license that Christ set us free. Uh, he said it was literally, actually for freedom that Christ set us free. And then he said, therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. So, Kyle, I thought we'd dive in and let's just have a discussion around this idea of freedom. What is freedom? Hmm. Well, I believe freedom is the knowing that we are already free from the power of sin, uh, no longer under the law. No under, not under laws, rules, regulations to try to stop sinning, but knowing the truth that as a new creation, you don't really want to sin, and we have been delivered, past tense, from the power of it. We are set free, and the beautiful thing is that you and I can't do anything more to get any more free. Mm. It, it, we can't. We're we're free, and that's why I love this. You know, like it's like, what is freedom? And and that's the that is always important to understand the definitions because Paul said, "Well, it was for freedom that Christ set us free," and that was part of the mission and ministry of Jesus. He came to set the captives free. So. You know, by if you just take that logical step, if he's setting us free, well, that means that, well, I guess we weren't free before. Mm. Another word that we've used is, well, we were in bondage and he came to set us free so we could be, well, free. And it's like, well, free from what? Well, free from bondage, people. Mm. Free from being captive. What were we captive to? Well, we were captive to sin. Mm. And we're not captive to that. We are free. And it was for that freedom from sin that he set us free from sin. Yeah. I mean, it's that's pretty amazing. It's what do you think, you know, when he says here, therefore. Because I just I just told you this incredible statement. He goes, therefore, go out and 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 get checking off your list, people, and make sure you're you're doing all the right things. 
He didn't. He said, "Therefore, keep standing firm." What does that mean to you? Man, yeah, I hate the checklists. Oh, such a burden. Mm. It's <laughs> uh, what, what is it? The in Titus. Uh, be strong in the grace of God, which alone can make you stand. Mm. Not rules, but God's grace. And the grace is that God has done it. The finished work of the cross, taking who we were, Galatians 2.20, you were a sin-loving sinner. As uh, Paul said in in another place, uh, we were slaves of sin. But now, because of Jesus and his finished work, you're now a slave of righteousness. Really, the word wouldn't be like, I'm slaving away to do righteousness. No, it's your new heart infused with Jesus, the new spirit. You want to do the thing. You want to live in freedom because God's free. And now Mm -hmm. he's united you with him. So you genuinely, you truly desire to just walk free. No more laws, no more regulations. They have no power against the desires of the flesh, as Paul said. And that's and that's what the podcast uh, is all about. It's all about walking free. It's all about the the truth that we are free. And I always say, you know, and not always, but most of the time, I'll do the little tagline: you know, "Stop talking and start mm-hmm. walking." It's not meant to say, "Hey, go get your checklist." It's meant to it's meant to imply that. You're free, so go walk free. Don't just yeah. talk about it. Go walk free. And Paul says here to keep standing firm, and and this is a point of that we all have to come. Uh, I think uh, in our lives, this, this point of it's God's grace or it's my works. You can't mix them. Mm. And Paul says, I want you to stand firm and don't be subject again to a yoke of slavery, or maybe in our vernacular, don't be subject again to your checklist. Mm. Because the yoke was the law. And we don't want to be subject to that again. Oh my goodness, we've been there. Mm. We've done that. And uh, it it doesn't work. I don't know if it, you know, in your life, if having a bunch of religion or a bunch of religious rules was beneficial for you in your uh, walk with Jesus. Absolutely not. The last, the last podcast I shared about how I was hearing mixture of law and grace, but then it was, it wasn't even really the real grace of God. Cause if you mix law with it, then it's no longer free. It's not a gift. And it led me to suicide many times, ready to just check out that yoke. You know, the, the word yoke gets used twice. Paul talks about the yoke of slavery, which in Galatians 2, 3, and 4, he, he says it, he explains it out. This is the law. The yoke hmm. of slavery is the law. And then Jesus talked about, you know, before then, Jesus talked about his yoke. Matthew eleven twenty eight. take my yoke. Easy, light burdens. I have come that you have rest. And so mm. the big the big transition kicker, the meat and potatoes of what we teach in the in, in grace circles is, well, whose life is it? Whose life is the freedom life? Realizing it's Christ's life. It's the life of Jesus being fused with us and now letting 
Jesus mm. express it through us. But it's not under a system of laws. It's not try hard theology. It's okay, Jesus, you're my source now for this freedom. I am free. I want to just agree with God. Even I was, yeah, I was just going to say, e -e -e, uh, yeah. e even when my behavior doesn't line up, well, I'm still free. You're still free. Even when your feelings mm. don't line up, well, you're still free. You're just mm. not, you're just choosing in that moment or we're getting deceived in that moment, not agreeing with, I like how Steve Eden puts it. I'm just not in the moment agreeing with the reality of who God has already made me to be free in Christ. Mm, that is so true. And we love Steve, Pastor Steve. Mm. The, the truth is you are so free <laughs> and someone says, and I've used this so many times before. I used it a lot in the jails when I would work with inmates in the local uh, jail in Cherokee County. I would say, so are you telling me that you can do whatever you want? And they would be <laughs> resounding, no. And I would go, yes. And they would look at me and like, what? And I said, yeah, in the, in the words of that, that famous Christian group, I tell you what you want, what you really, really want. And you tell me what you want, what you really, okay, and that's not a Christian group. I think that's Spice Girls. They're not at all. However, let me tell you what you want, what you really, really want. If you're in Christ, what you want, your wanter has been radically changed. Yes. You want righteousness and you want holiness and you want kindness and you want love. That's what you really want. That's why you get so upset with yourself when you don't do that. Mm. That's why you get mad when you quote fall or sin, uh, because what you really want is who you are and that's holiness. And so go do what you really want. You're that free. Mm. And so that's that's the message of freedom is that you're free to do what you want. And so that's the question. Well, what do you want? Well, what you want is what does Christ want? Because mm. Christ is in you. He is your life. You are aligned that way. But what, what happens with us, Kyle? What happens when we don't choose when we don't choose life, when we're not acting and behaving, what is really going on? No, well, like you said, you know, I mean, first, uh, the, the second thing that results is you're just miserable mm. because you're not acting according to who you really are in Jesus. You're just not, dis you're just not expressing Christ as life. And this all just goes back to deception from the enemy the mm. world system, the flesh, not your flesh, the flesh which is just all those ways which we've learned to get needs met apart from God who promised us to meet all of our needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ. And so it all just goes back to the deception. And, and you know, I, oh yeah, I was gonna, I was going to share it. I, I'm like the student on this because Vernon, it was you and really you and Mike Quarles that really God used to help me just drill this down on y'all's webinars that y'all will do of lies keep me bound, but mm. it's the truth that sets you free. And really coming into this place of just, I guess, settling it, settling it between you and God of 
well, Lord, I, I can't live the Christian life. That's why Jesus said, I am the life. And that indwelling Christ, life of Christ, letting him express it through us. And anytime I'm sinning, well, that's just me believing the lie that, uh, that I think this thing or this behavior is going to satisfy or fulfill. In which, of course, it never does. And that's exactly the enemy. You're 100% right. The enemy is so skilled at this warfare. He's had a lot of practice to hone these the skills. And uh, the strategy, one of the, I think, the top strategies of the enemy is, is this deception to a believer of having that believer think that the thoughts that are in his mind are his own. It's like, wait a second. Let's yeah. think this through a minute. You know, every thought that comes into our brain isn't necessarily generated by us. Thoughts, we get bombarded with thoughts all the time from the media, advertisement, signpost, um, friends, family. All, we got all kind of voices popping into our head as well as the enemy. And we start to think, uh, I remember uh, I was I was tempted in a certain area, like these thoughts were coming, oh, yeah, um, you got to do this or say this, and that'll really make you feel better. And it's like, wait a second. <laughs> I had to like shake myself, kind of like the Samson, although Samson wasn't the model believer, if you will. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he had his deal. But I like shake myself so the ropes come off. It's like, wait a second. That what is that? That's and I had to and I routinely, routinely have to come back to an idea, to a principle, if I could use that word. Paul was writing to the Romans and writing this very long letter or treatise almost, and he's talking about really this justification um, by faith through Christ that we have. And how that that when sin increases, well, grace increases even more. You really can't outsend the grace of God. <clears throat> and he takes the next logical argument that says in six one Romans six one. Well, what shall we say then? I think he's kind of goading him. I know what you're thinking. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so grace can increase? Right. I mean, you talk so much about grace, aren't you? You know, you're so grace focused. Why don't we just keep sinning? Because, well, we get more grace, right? And Paul's like, idiots. I, he might have thought that. He didn't write that down. He just said politely, may it never be. And I love, here's what I come back to every time. How shall we who died to sin hmm. still live in it? It's like, mic drop. Yeah. You, you, you hmm. died and I died to sin. How, why would I live in that in which I died to? Mm. And that next little phrase and, and just a couple words, he says, or do you not know? Well, apparently they didn't know. Uh, and he's letting them know. And maybe someone listening here doesn't know. Well, let me inform you. You, as a believer in Jesus Christ, died to sin. You didn't die 
to sinning, we can choose to sin. But let me tell you, you know, it takes a lot for a believer to sin. You have to, everything, you've been so radically transformed mm. that everything you do is righteous unless you choose to go against your righteous nature. Yeah. And even then, that's covered by the cross. That's that's what grace does. So I go back to the truth, and I had to at that moment, and so I had to sh- kind of shake myself and say, wait, I'm dead to sin. This has no power over me. This, as you said, this is not going to satisfy my my need. I'm dead to this. What's your go-to when you think of freedom and this idea of the choice to sin, go against really your 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 brand new design? What's mm. your go-to? Well, my, my go-to is, you know, first it's, you know, taking that thought, those thoughts captive. Second mm. Corinthians 10, three through five, take every thought captive because there's thoughts that are raised up against what God's truth really is. And we know those that are, are the enemy. I was going to touch on the uh, first, first Chronicles 21, verse 1. Then Satan stood up against Israel and moved or incited David to number his troops. Mm. It clearly shows who the culprit there was in King David's life to do the, the wrong offense. <laughs> and for me, it's been... I mean, I'm sure it's different timing for everybody. I just got to that place where, you know, from hearing the message over and over and just saying, well, Lord, would you just give me the revelation? Just give me the revelation. And I still pray today. I still have areas of growth of, uh, we were talking right before we got on. It's, it's just becoming more aware. I'm just, mm. we're just becoming more aware of how free we really are. And so this is a, a, a walking rest not a striving run. You know, the Bible says walk. Walk in the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. It's not a run. And so, being, you know, and that's been a big struggle for me, being okay with my time and pace and place of maturity and where God has me in this. But learning to be okay with it as God reveals, it's like, well, yeah. Like you mentioned, it's like, well, there's no guilt. There's no shame. There's no condemnation. I'm not being punished. There's no punishment for those in Christ, no condemnation. <clears throat> so I can just learn, uh, getting to enjoy this abiding relationship with Christ in me and with my Father God and being okay. It's, and then it's easy light burdens and any patience, endurance that I need. Well, the Bible never says drudge up your own endurance or drudge up your own patience. It says that God who gives us endurance, God who gives us the strength in Christ, he is the source for it. Christ in us is the source for it. And so being okay with it, now when I get tempted, sometimes I fall, sometimes I walk in victory, remembering 1 Corinthians, what is that, 15, uh, 57. Uh, yeah. He has given us the victory. Thanks be to God who has given us the victory. Right. Already it's a gift. You are, I mean, that's, you know, I think, and I don't know if you've been there, um, sometimes in our journey, we get impatient. (laughs) And I think it's good intentions. We get impatient, but we want to kind of run ahead of our headlights. And, um, and there's so much that, you know, we're, we're just impatient because we want to 
impact more and do more. And that's a good, that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's, but we get impatient and to use a phrase that some of, uh, I remember I think an old boss used to where we just want to run ahead of our headlights. And it's like, you know, on this journey, this journey we're on is, as you said, we don't have to be trying to sprint ahead. Let's just walk the journey uh, as the Lord leads. And he opens the doors and he closes the doors. And uh, we don't have to be uh, in a hurry. I don't think you see in the Gospels Jesus getting in a big hurry. <laughs> and, you know, and, and they had to walk. I, I don't, I could, I don't think that's why I think God in his wonderful grace put me on this planet at this time because there's cars, <laughs> there's, you know, there's vehicles, there's transit. I don't know if I could have walked all that time. All I would have said, well, Lord, come on, come on. Let's pick up the pace a little bit. I just want to get there, get to my destination. You know, I love it when Siri says, you have reached your destination. It's like, Yes. And, and some, maybe there's some other crazy people like me where it's like, we don't want, we don't care about the journey. I want to be in the age of Star Trek where I can just transport, like Scotty, <laughs> beam me up, beam me over there. The journey can, for me, can be challenging. Mm. I just want to get there and get something done. That's part of my personality, I guess. But the Lord says, you know, uh, it is true. I don't know who said it. But there, and we need to find joy in the journey. Mm. Mm. Uh, and, you know, and I think Andrew Farley uh, says it best. He's so funny, funny the way he says this. But he, people get mixed up about rewards. And I agree 100% with him uh, mm. on this. He, he says, Do you really think that you're working and serving the Lord so you can get more loot in heaven <laughs> or you can get more square footage in oh, heaven? Man. You know, that that's, I mean, th is that really what, no, we're, we are heirs of God and joint heirs in Jesus. We're going to get the reward singular of the inheritance. Mm. And that's every believer in yeah. Jesus Christ. And so what we can rest in the grace, but here's the opportunity. I think what we're saying here, and I think what Paul was saying, he was saying, guys, it was for freedom. Mm. that Christ set you free. So, man, enjoy your your life on this planet. Live yeah. free. Live. Go do what you want in Christ. Be who you are in Christ. Go be the righteousness and love in Christ. You know, don't wait for God to drop some big sign from heaven to say, go this way. Just get up and go. And God's given you desires and just... Go and, and enjoy him and follow him. And I guarantee you that the sovereign God of the universe, if you're veering off course a little bit and he says, I got something better for you, he's mm. going to nudge you over that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. So what are your thoughts, Kyle? So uh, when it comes to this idea of uh, that freedom, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. What else around this idea of freedom is hitting your heart? No, I was thinking as as you were sharing about the impatience, being you know, it's a well, Lord. 
I always thought of it's like I'm trying to tug the Holy Spirit. Come, come on, Lord, I'm going this way, and He's like, "What do you mean?" You know, He's kind of sitting there looking mm. like, I'm, "I'm not leading you that way. You're, you're, you're wanting to go too fast." That was all stemmed uh, for me not realizing all that I already had in Him. If you believed in Jesus, you're completing Christ. You're not lacking anything. I, I needed that so much as the just paradigm shift in my walk with the Lord was understanding. It's like, well, I, I'm okay. I'm exactly okay where I need to be. In the journey, you, you, you learn intimacy. You learn dependency. You learn trust. In the trenches of life, of going through the pains and the sufferings and the waiting and having to wait for things, uh, like you were saying, it's like, well, come on, Lord, I want it now. Come on now. And I'm, a good counselor friend of mine, uh, Charles, with Operation 220, he'd be like, yeah, you know, a lot of people just want the, I want my problems resolved and fixed in a commercial of 30 seconds or less. Mm. But you never learn intimacy. You never learn trust. You, you never learn the, the real Christian life, Christ as your life, as your source. We were never called to fix. We were called to depend. Sheep are non-burden-bearing animals. Branches don't produce fruit. They bear fruit effortlessly as they just simply depend and trust and let the life flow through us. But without, uh, like how Mike Wells used to put it, without the passage of time, there's no faith. You won't have dependency unless, the, unless there's that passage of time, the waiting. Uh, I was praying it today. It's like, Lord, bring me a wife. You know, I mean, I, I really want a wife. You know, that woman who understands grace. It's like, well, I'm going to have to wait. And it's like, well, good. Well, then, Lord, this is just another opportunity for you to be my patience, for you to be my endurance, and still having to walk through this, you know, single. And it's like, all right, well, I'm okay, though. Cause, yeah, uh, and is it wrong to want a wife? Absolutely not. Man, like, God for the women, for... <laughs> exactly. It's not, it's like for the women out there. Is it wrong for them to want a husband? No, but that's where we, as you said, we learn to trust, uh, and we we learn to we learn to wait and trust. Nothing wrong having a wife, having a husband, or not, and being single. You know, it's when there's advantages to being single, there's advantages to being married. There's not one better than the other. It's where where we are. And we need to learn to enjoy where we are, enjoy the truth of who we are, where we are, when we are. Mm. If we can get there, then we experience the peace that is ours in Christ. So nothing yeah. wrong with that stuff. Give me some final thoughts that Lord's putting on your heart around freedom. I mean, I think I think this is such the you know, maybe the biggest important thing that there is this intimacy with God, this dependency, and, and you're not going to get it through. I mean, I, I always for so long I was like, you know, once I have this or this, then I'll be satisfied. Once I get here uh, career-wise or, or once this takes place in my life, then I'll, then I'll be at peace. Then I'll know the peace of God. It's like, no, that's peace of circumstances. 
That's not the peace of God. Hey, I, I praise God for the nice circumstances, enjoyable circumstances. I love the mountaintops. Man, those are great. But if, uh, but if I can't experience that in the, in the pits of life, then there's no real trust there. There's no real intimacy. And so mm. having that dependency, having that intimacy with God, uh, of simply just looking to Him as, as the source for this life, so I like how Bill Gilham used to put it. It's like, so you, you learn trust now. So then when you get to heaven, it won't be as if anything's really changed. Yeah, we'll be, it, it'll be a different place. I mean, it'll be different. But that intimacy that you found with your Abba Father and your Savior and friend Christ in you, your Savior, it's going to still grow. We're, we're going to learn or we're going to be learning for all eternity and, 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 you know, enjoying our Savior. But you'll get to enjoy him now. Wouldn't you like that to enjoy him now? So no matter what's going on, you have the, like you said, like you quoted the peace of God that passes all understanding. I'd rather have that now. Uh, Absolutely. And you're free to enjoy Christ right now because it was for freedom that he set you free. You're free to enjoy the enemy. Another strategy of the enemy is to put seeds of dissatisfaction into your mind oh, that yeah, I'm yeah. missing something. It's the FOMO, fear of missing out. He puts this dissatisfaction that something's missing. Classic marketing strategy. It's this fear of missing out and an artificial expiration or time limit. The timer's counting down. If you don't do this, you're really missing out, you're missing out. And he puts all this and you start to feel it when you accept these ideas that aren't your thoughts, they're coming from the enemy, Mm. but you start to feel it literally in your emotions. You feel it in your body, your body's responding, your emotions are responding to all of that. And it's literally, it is a pressure in you and to re- you have to release that first in your mind, in your emotions, and your body will follow suit. But you've got to open your hands and let that go and say, I am Christ and Christ is mine. I am his. He is mine. He lives in me. He is everything I need. He loves me more than anyone else ever could. And I can rest and trust his love and his favor for me. And I can be at peace and rest with that. Don't fall for the enemy strategy of being dissatisfied. Recognize often if you're feeling that sense of uneasiness, of dissatisfaction with a career or a Uh, a job, promotion, relationship, uh, whatever, that could be, not always, it could be an indication that you've just received from the enemy a lie that says Christ is not enough. Mm. And I want you to know that he is enough. And I want to leave you with this, that it was for freedom that Christ set us free. You see, we died to sin, and Romans 6, 7 says, He who has died 
is freed from sin. You are free, whether you feel like it or not. You are free. And as Kyle said, you have the victory right now. So I want you to meditate on that. Thank God for that. Have your go-to verse. What is your go-to when that uh, lie comes in? As Kyle was talking about, that we want to take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. What's your go-to? That's Kyle's. Mine is that I died to sin, and he who has died is free, and I'm free from sin. What is yours? Don't just talk about it. Ask the Lord, what are your next steps so you can start walking? You've been listening to Walking Free, a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gmint.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G.